It's not every day you get the call to help a polar explorer like Robert Swan. But for SES VP of Sales Engineering, Jez Draycott, that opportunity has landed on his to-do list not once, but twice in one year. Now as we come towards the end of our podcasting year, our friend and colleague Jez Draycott returns with some really exciting news. On behalf of SES, he will be taking on the grueling physical test of walking to the South Pole together with Robert Swan and his team. As part of our continued work towards environmental, social and governance, Jez has quite literally ticked yes to hashtag challenge accepted on behalf of SES to raise awareness about climate change. There are links to the interviews of our earlier episodes with Jez and record-breaking explorer Robert Swan regarding their mission in March in the episode description if you wish to listen back. But for the time being, let's press play and find out what exactly they have planned this time around. Enjoy. Hi, Jez. Welcome back to the podcast. We're spoiled to have you back on Satellite Stories so soon. Uh, It's great to be back, Christina. Now, it's been a number of months since you were in Antarctica with Robert Swan. How has it been being back? Has the magic of the trip worn off yet? Uh, it's it's not actually. It was a it was an amazing experience back in March, and getting back was was really a bit strange. I'll be perfectly honest. When you're there, you have an assault on the senses. Just being in that environment was amazing, and then to suddenly step back into what you class as normal life was a little bit weird for the first week, two weeks. But yeah, it was it was an amazing time, and following the expedition. We were giving presentations. People were interested in the expedition. We were presenting to local schools. We presented at SES. So, yeah, the, the the joy of the trip continued for quite a few months afterwards. I'm really happy to hear that. And actually, Jez, I've heard through the grapevine that you're setting off again. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yes. So um, when we finished in March, I obviously kept in touch with Robert and the team. And then Robert... Uh, phoned me probably around about four to six weeks after and just said, look, Jez, we're going back to the pole this time. Would you be interested in joining uh, a seven-person expedition to finish Robert's dream of walking across the entire landmass of Antarctica? So, yes, I'm I'm going back and it's uh, it's scary, it's exciting, but it's it's daunting as well. This is a a challenge that is way outside of my comfort zone. Um, so it's it's to walk the last 97 miles really with, with Robert to achieve his dream. It, it's, it's, it's going to be an amazing trip because we have the full backing of SES and partners. I'm walking the last degree, which is the last 60 miles. Robert, uh, his son, Barney and Kyle of Donoghue will be walking the full 97. And we'll probably get into a bit more of why it's 97 and why it's why it's the last degree um, later in the podcast. So, just do you even know how many people in the world have done what you're setting out to do with Robert? <laughs> there aren't many, to be honest. So, uh, if we take it back a little bit, when Robert first went to the South Pole back in 1985, believe it or not, there were actually more people that had been to the moon than had actually been to the South Pole. Wow. <laughs> so, it's... It's a very remote place. These days, it's it's different. So even for a fact, an example in, I think, 2011, when it was the, it was the centenary of when Admanson made it to the pole, 
back in in 1911 there were about 400 people that were actually at the pole that year that was a different year because there were celebrations there so there aren't many you know let's be let's be perfectly honest and that's that for me is a is a good thing because we're, we're trying to protect Antarctica. This is the whole point of this expedition is to really raise awareness and protect Antarctica. But yeah, you're right. There aren't many people who've been there. Crazy. So you've mentioned that there's going to be seven of you going. Can you walk me through your itinerary a little bit more? So you're going to get on the plane, you're going to leave home, get on a plane. And then how long is the walk going to take? You mentioned how many miles. I mean, what's the temperature going to be like? Tell me everything. Yeah, so we, I fly out from Manchester to Punta Arenas on the 29th of December. Um, from there, we spend about three or four days. There I'll be joined with the, the last degree team. And the last degree is, is essentially from 89 South to 90 South. So four of us will be doing that. Um, so I'll see those four people. We stay in Punta because of COVID. Then we fly to a place called Union Glacier on the peninsula of Antarctica. And there is a sort of mini base camp. They will do the preparation for a couple of days. We'll start to look at the sleds because the sleds will be about 35 to 40 kilograms in weight that we pull. We'll look at the harnesses. We'll do some safety checks. We'll meet the rest of the team. We'll check the comms equipment. And then on about the 3rd to the 4th of January, we fly out then to 89 South. And there we would meet Robert, Barney and Kyle. They've already walked there 37. And then from there, the seven of us walked the last 60 to the South Pole. And it's going to be cold. You know, there's no, there's no question about that. This is at 89 South, it's at 10,000 feet altitude. Um, it gets to, you know, minus, minus 49 degrees C is the average temperature at the South Pole uh, at this time of year. So it is going to be hard when we get there. There's no question. The, the The terrain is relatively flat, but that's it's relative, right? I mean, it's we're pulling sleds and it's going to be hard. So, yeah, we, we should hopefully arrive at the pole, camping out on the ice. We think we aim to be at the pole for about the 14th of January. And then from there, we'd spend probably a day at the pole at the Admonson base. And then we would fly back to Union Glacier about the 15th, 16th of Jan and then back to Manchester on about the 18th of June, hopefully with all things and toes intact. I was about to say, I'm having like waves of being jealous and then not so jealous. <laughs> How are you going to prepare for this trip? I mean, on a personal level, because it sounds very different from what you did when you went to Antarctica earlier on this year. Do, I mean, do you, I mean, is there training? Is there, I mean, how do you prep for that? Yeah, it's a, it's a very different type of expedition. So the trip in March for the Climate Force 2041, that trip was really to, to manage all the communications. We were there on a vessel, so we did landings in the Zodiacs. And then we always came back to a nice warm vessel with showers and, and nice food. With this one, it's very, very different. With this one, we will be camping out on the ice. We will have rations. We'll be burning about seven to 8,000 calories a day. So trying to get that fuel into us is going to be challenging. We're melting snow. So again, we have to look at that. There's the chance of dehydration. So even in the last few weeks here, uh, back in the UK, I've been, I've been performing sweat tests with uh, a local uh, athletic trainer. We've worked on hydration patterns. So that's been really interesting. So yeah, it's, it, it is a very different type of expedition. The equipment 
is very different. You know, we've had to, you know, source kit from Norway that are fully windproof, fully breathable. One example is that when you're walking, you walk around eight hours a day, but we only stop for about five minutes. And the reason is there, if while you're walking, you're generating heat. The minute you stop, you start to freeze. You know, the, I'd say the, the average temperature is about minus 40 um, in this range. So what we will therefore have is the minute you stop, everything gets cold. So we put on these huge big down jackets, we get food into us, we sort ourselves out, and then we're walking again within five minutes just to keep that heat generated. So it's it, it's a very different expedition. How is SES supporting this? So we're not providing any comm support this time around. So what is it you would say SES is supporting Robert Swan and his mission? Yeah, it's a good question, Christy. You know, so the whole sort of premise behind this was the interest with ESG for SES. So we have our Horizon initiative where we have the four pillars. We have sustainable space, we have climate action, we've got diversity and inclusion, and then we've got critical human needs. So overarching all of this is, is, is this initiative going on behind the scenes. And obviously climate action is a big player in this. We want to raise awareness for climate action throughout the SES family. And this is actually by doing something. We're doing lots of other projects as well, though. For instance, we're talking about the Regen project with Robert's son, Barney, where he's planting trees. So Robert is our kind of mentor behind the sort of climate action approach to Horizon. But then there's other areas as well. When you think about D&I, this, this project is, is hopefully open and gathers interest for everybody. You know, this is, this is not something that's specifically for male or female. This is something that's available and interest to everybody, we hope. And also attracting new talent into SES. When we can show the outside world that we're actually doing something physically to promote awareness for climate action, we're doing interesting things. We're looking at interesting solutions for this. All of this is great. And this is why we've actually tagged this challenge, hashtag challenge accepted, because we really have, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, when I was approached by Robert, I accepted. And then I suddenly had to step back and think, okay, now I have to figure this out. Now I have to go and get sponsorship. Now I have to go and prepare for it. So it's really that 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 tagline of challenge accepted, which you can apply to lots of things with preparation, with training, with planning, with execution, with follow-up. Everything sort of manages that from a business perspective as well. And then the final thing is really critical human needs. So the solutions we designed, you've correct that SES is not providing direct capacity for this expedition. Whereas in March, we provided SES 6 capacity to the Ocean Victory vessel. But in this expedition, we've worked with a lot of different satellite providers and technology providers to design a solution that will hopefully give us live video between 89 South and 90 South over a very narrow band throughput satellite. And this is something that hasn't been done before. Jez, I, I don't know, my jaw's to the floor. I'm kind of thinking, how, how is this going to go for you? Where, where can we follow you? Where can we, um, you know, keep up to date with how things are going down there? Yeah, so it's social media these days is a big, a big important sort of part of this. So we've got the Jez underscore Antarctica, which people can follow on Instagram. There's a lot of posts going on there, a lot of content that we'll see from that. We've got NTD, NTT Data, who's a primary sponsor for Robert and the team for him. So they're posting things. They'll be posting locations, updates on the NTT website. And again, SES and also Colt Technology Services are my primary sponsors. 
and there you'll be able to find information on the SES site and the Cult Technology Services sites as well. And hopefully people will be listening to the podcast as well. I'm sure we'll be doing other podcasts as a follow-up. Absolutely. No, I can't wait to hear about your experience when you get back home. Yeah, Jess, I just have one more question for you, which is what are you most excited about or even terrified about when it comes to this upcoming walk? Very good question. So I think the most excited thing I'm looking for, which probably seems strange, is just meeting the rest of the team. We've been talking about this expedition now for six months. There's been planning going on behind the scenes. So it's going to be great to meet the team, talk to them about this. But as well as that, in the preparation, we have been talking about things that we are really nervous about. And this is just an, you know, being very honest with the people that will be on the ice with us. So, you know, for example, one of the guys is going with us. He wears, he wears glasses and he, he literally, the very heavy prescription. And he's really worried about that aspect of it, of having to wear glasses under his goggles and how to change contacts. So, you know, just being very honest with people about your, your fears and, and apprehension is a good thing. So looking for that, my, my big one, I'll be perfectly honest, is just going to be the cold. I've, yeah, I, I struggle with the cold a bit. And as I say, when you're talking, the average temperature at the South Pole is minus 49. That's a problem. And again, when you look at the coldest recorded temperature, which is back in 83, that was eight, minus 89. So this place is really challenging and that's going to be my problem. I don't want to be the person who, you know, encounters frostbite and then has to be sort of, you know, medivaced off, off the ice. I, I don't want that to be me. So I would say that's what I'm sort of most nervous about. We've, I've done a lot of training, so I think, you know, fit enough and healthy enough. My nutrition plan is going well. My hydration plan is going well. So I think there will be okay. Um, but the, the cold is going to be my biggest challenge. Wow, Jez. Well, I have full confidence in you that you're going to come back with all 10 fingers and 10 toes. So I hope so. All right. All right, Jez. Well, with that, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much. Wishing you the best of luck. And I'll look forward to hearing all about it when you get home. Many thanks, Christine. Gosh, what a way to wrap up 2022. All the links to follow Jez and the team during their expedition are in the episode description. We wish them the very best of luck in this important mission and hope we can provide another follow-up next year to find out what happened. In the meantime, wishing you happy holidays wherever you may be. We'll return in the new year with a four-part series about broadcasting live professional wrestling. Yes, you heard that right, professional wrestling. Plus, with more exciting things to do with O3B and Power in the offering, there's every reason you should be following this podcast series to not miss a single episode. Have a great break, and we'll see you on the other side. Bye for now.